Hello, and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we read stories. I'm Jordan. I'm Cody. Yes, you are indeed, Cody. You are indeed. So, Cody, how are you doing, and what have you been up to? Lately, a lot of Baldur's Gate 3, which I gotta say, and my wife can hear me, so she's gonna probably have some thoughts on this for me later. I'm I'm getting tired of my Give wife mansplaining to me how. how to play Baldur's Gate 3, because she's got opinions. <laughs> Like, how is she? Please, do elaborate. Because every time I'm doing something, she's like, you know, you can go over there and get this, get get the dog. And I'm like, I know, but I'm like playing. And she's like, you got to go to the left first. And you got to talk to this guy because you got to go and fight the harpies. I'm like, I'm, I want to, I'm doing it because she's ahead of me and she's better at the game than I am. Not better. I started and it was the story one. No, yeah, no, also, you're better, Mandy. No, you're the, better. We can the hear difficulty, you on the show, you're better is insane on the medium value like i was playing on regular difficulty and mandy was playing on like story difficulty and so like my wizard at like level three or four had like 20 hit points and hers had like 55 i'm like freaking that's insane i was getting one shot i was just like my whole battle was just my whole party dying on the ground and me trying to heal people as they're all just like dead, like Rawr. I'm like, come on, man! It's just ridiculous. So I set the difficulty down, and it's a lot more fun now, and I'm actually making progress. Um, there was a lot of strategies that basically had to fully revolve around me being able to kick someone into a pit. Like there was a <laughs> boss that I was trying to beat by basically conga lining up my whole party, and one at a time they'd kick him into a pit. And as long as they all hit initiative before he did, I could kick him into the pit before he got to roll and nuke my party so yeah that it's it's hard it's a hard game if you don't have like yeah i feel like it's not you're doing something wrong i might be i definitely i like could have played in a smarter order and leveled my characters a little bit but there isn't grinding in the game like you can't just like go in an area and kill monsters once you kill a monster that monster is permanently dead so yeah then the blood moon rises and you get to fight him again nope it's oh. just there's no grinding that doesn't like, happen in every game <laughs> yeah like once you beat an area that area is empty for all time you never can like go back and refight those enemies so you can like go and do other stuff in an area but eventually you've done just about everything you can do and then it's like you're the level that you are and you suck Sorry, carry a bunch of potions, but potions burn in action. So it's like you can't heal yourself with potions faster than they can kick your teeth down your throat. So, uh, yeah, I set the difficulty down. It's a great game, though, and it's really fun to play with Mandy. Um, We play the game so differently. Like, we're both playing druids. And, like, I I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm playing how I play a game. And then I I come in, like, I I went to the bathroom or something, and I came back, and Mandy was just, like, talking to goats. And I'm like, do you just always talk to every animal? And she's like, yeah, I I just always have speak with animal on, so I just talk to all the animals. And she went on a goat side quest. Just, like, the goats gave her a side quest to go and free the herd from these, like, evil elves. And I'm like, this game's weird. Mandy's playing it right. Like, I, I don't know what your problem is. I think you're just doing it wrong. You did talk to a goat, though. You were talking Mandy's messaging. Don't, about okay, that. hey, 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 hey. This podcast is me and you. 
<laughs> if you want to have Mandy on and talk about it, you can have Mandy on and talk about it. Don't just turn around and start talking to your wife mid-podcast. Mandy would like everyone on the podcast to know that she did meet a spider preacher who was giving a spider <laughs> sermon to a bunch of spiders. That's that is Baldur's Gate is weird. That's that oh, is I ama- did. I, I really like that. That's amazing. I, I did have sex first in the game, so that's what I have going for me. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, am I, how am I supposed to feel about that good? Am I supposed to be happy? Like, like, what were you expecting my reaction to be so I could give you the reaction you want? I think just like a high five. or Yeah, like man! A, <laughs> I'm better at seducing people than Mandy, I think. No, sh- no, you're not. Because if I remember how that whole relationship went down, she chased after you. You that's had no clue what was happening. That's because I seduced her with my no, no, charm. no, 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 no. No, that's no, why. That's it's definitely what it was. <laughs> Anyways, you got anything else, Cody? <laughs> Can we just take a brief break for me to do this? Oh, Diet Coke. Cody, do you have anything else? Right now, all I have is Diet Coke. Okay, then is it good for me to go on and talk about my stuff? Yeah, what you been up to? Trying not to kill my co I'm I've been really far. Well, away. I, w- w- as I say, with that, I've been, I've been like trying to interrupt you less because I know I do it constantly and consistently. I'm trying to be a better co-host, but oh my lord, do you test me daily? <laughs> Not daily, pretty much weekly, I guess at this point. But anyways, um, so I one. I have two really short ones, then we can just get on with the actual show. So, one, I went to see the final Ava uh, Evangelion movie in theaters because it was, like, I've already seen it, but they, like, had it at the Alamo Draft House. So, I went and I got chicken wings and mozzarella sticks, as I'm known to do for movies, and watched um, the, what? I just want to really quick say, I love movie theaters where you can get dinner. I know it's kind of tacky, but being able to eat just kind of okay like chicken wing level food while you're watching a movie just a plus i love it anyways go ahead yeah no i i love it and like they make like almo does make pretty decent wings except for this time they overcooked them so they were a little dry but usually they're really good and just like watching the movie was good like i've already seen the movie twice all the way through and getting to see it um like in the theater, like not on my cell phone or on a tiny screen <laughs> on my computer, like like seeing it like actual theater size was really awesome. The thing I will say about it is like they they do this like a lot a lot of convoluted like plot points and like concepts and things that happen even more so than me, Cody. I this is no. not a pot calling the kettle bl- like what. I'm making that face because Neon Genesis Evangelion yes. is like. Th- the most convoluted it's, thing ever. It, it, in in the, in this one, it's worse than like the st- straight regular anime. Like it gets so. It's the point where it's like, if you think about this, some of the stuff that happens for more than five seconds, it just doesn't make sense. And that's fine, okay, whatever. But like, because the emotional parts and those parts that like I cared about going into it really hit and were really good and well developed, and I really enjoyed it. Like. Honestly, they didn't have to have any action scenes in the movie, and it could have really worked. <laughs> but we had just that, like, remove st- all the robots. You know, well, well, I, the I thing just want to like, see they space start, demons. They they start the movie with this like twelve minute long action scene, and then we don't get another action scene or hint of action for a solid hour. Yeah, it's because if they did, all their characters would die. But but that happens, and it's still great. And the stuff that happens in that um hour 
is really impactful, really good, like well done start to finish. And I've seen because of like internet connection and stuff, I've seen that opening hour like maybe four or five times at this point. And I've only seen the movie through. Yeah, but like so it, it's the emotional stuff is great. And like I said, they could have just like had the space things not even fight and just have them happen and not like go over the top of some of these action scenes that didn't make sense and like why are there so many millions of avas now when there's like oh yeah this took 10 years to make and now there's like ava infinity and there's literally thousands of them flying around it's like okay this literally doesn't make sense but it, it was good it was fun to see in theater. I, I had a great time it's the animation's amazing and yeah it was just good and then the other thing this might be a little bit longer, but I, um, so one, I mentioned last time we talked, um, fully coolly grunge is happening now. Oh um, yeah. You kind of were right. Like you're like, Oh yeah. It's like, maybe they didn't have as big as a budget and maybe like they used their budget differently. And that's because I was under the assumption I was wrong about this, that it was going to be six episodes again. Turns out it's only going to be three episodes. Grunge and shoegaze are both only going to be three episodes each. Oh, and yeah, so like, huh. this is one fully cool season, but it's two completely separate stories, three episodes each. And yeah, so that's probably why they went the CGI route because they wanted to yeah. have bigger like action, like crazy stuff and didn't have the money for it. But so fully cool grunge is happening. I'm like, I never read the fully cool manga, which came out after the original anime release. So it's like the anime still is the de facto. That's fully cool in the manga. Yeah, I read the manga. Not going to lie freaking disappointed <laughs> i'm not surprised i mean that's like it it is a thing that is at some point it's soundtrack you know what i mean yeah i, like, I will say yeah and and i guess the the manga highlighted more some of the like more troubling and i don't like using this word too much but problematic things about fully Coley. like especially like the age difference between naoto and the two girls that he is interacting with in like I thought one manner. of them was his age. No. Naruto's supposed to be 12. And Mamimi is 17. And oh, Haruko no, no. Is 19. No, there's like a girl that oh, is class, yes, yes, though, there right? is like, one. Yeah, but that's not Doesn't the two have glasses. Main, yeah. I see. Okay, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Nina I straight Mori, up forgot about she one is, of those yeah. characters. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Nina Mori is supposed to be his age. Yeah. But yeah, so, so it kind of opens up. And I think. So the manga is a little bit different than the anime, and um, so it changes some stuff, and it's also more disjointed, and, like, there was times I just didn't know what was happening, and there, there was times, like, like, but there was, like, other things that they, like, did in the manga that, like, weren't necessarily things that happened in anime, like, in the anime, he, like, gets jealous and mad at his dad and he hits his dad with a baseball bat and like turns out it's a robot blah, blah blah in the manga he actually kills his dad and that was like really jarring <laughs> yeah that's like i don't i kind of i get it in a way because it is like very oedipal at a sense like he is like oddly sexually competing with his dad a lot um which like and i okay i'm gonna like give the caveat here that i i might speak wrongly about this and i'll admit that if i do but like i the like more problematic topics that you're bringing up like the age discrepancy with 
the main character and the women that he's interacting with, like, I think is kind of like, it's meant to be not good. Like it's not that those relationships are not healthy. Yeah. But I guess they don't highlight on, especially in the manga. And I'll get to the part that like really kind of bothered me, but they don't highlight on that in the way where they're like, yeah, this is super problematic. And they well, don't, really they don't way. say it to your face, but it's like, but you, What's you, you can pick it up. You can absolutely pick that up, but yeah. Yeah, and I don't even think it's subtle. Like, and this might no. be my memory of it, but like, what's her name is like her his like dead his brothers. Bro- no, his brother. Oh no, he just very left. alive. Yeah. Yeah, he just left to play <laughs> his baseball. Brother, his brother, yeah, went to America to play baseball. That's like his brother's ex-girlfriend who yes, is who's using him to replace his brother, like Right, the, because like, he's vulnerable. Super, yeah. And yeah. then, like, what's her name is also kind of just like weirdly using U- him because he has a robot him. growing out of his head. Yeah. And both of those relationships are at the expense of him learning to form like vulnerable and emotional relationships with like someone he's attracted to that is his own age that would be appropriate. Like, yeah. it would make sense for him as like a 12 year old or whatever to like have a crush on a schoolmate and that to be what the story's about. But it's not, and it is emotionally debilitating to him at some point, right? Like, that's yeah. where there's, like, this weird thing where he's competing with his dad for, like, yeah. Scooter Girl's affection, you know? Um, and, and, and yeah, I definitely pick up, and that's why, I was, like, the manga disappoints, because, like, so you get it in the anime, like, how it can be read in the anime is, like, oh, yeah, so this is a older person who was hanging around like his house like this like like i guess the analogy is like oh yeah if you had an older brother and this is like one of his friends that just happens to be around all the time like she's nice to you you guys talk whatever and like you develop a crush on her and like so at the end of folly he gives her a kiss and it's like i love you and then she like soft rejects him like yeah no you're just a kid bye (laughs) but in the manga like she initiates the kiss and they make out and it's so weird to me because the age yeah. difference. Yeah, like that. And that's why I was like, this is kind of, this is like really just like made me think about the thing as a whole. And like thinking about it more, I'm like, yeah, there there are these issues that, yeah, like some of them are kind of the point. It's a tricky but it thing. Also and it does I th- make you, you feel weird and make you think, especially like going back and thinking like how these relationships do truly play out, especially in the first anime. And like, and that's like, me i have always liked alternative and like i'm starting to be like oh yeah well alternative is just as like the safer bet because like that type of stuff doesn't happen because one they're all in high school and two it's not about haruko seducing one of them well (laughs) and like i'm gonna get the names wrong like his brother's ex right mummy me yes like she's like got is Issues. At the end, is Mimi the one that he kisses, or is no? It... That's Haruko's who he kisses, Scooter Girl. Oh, okay, yeah, like that. Yeah, like him, her pushing him away is like she is not actually like a real potential yeah. romantic partner. Yeah, she was. And, yeah, that, that's exactly. Yeah. She, she, he gets soft, like, and that's why, like, that whole thing, the way it wraps up at the end, I was like, yeah, okay, makes sense. But like her right, initiating like, the, it's about him realizing stuff. that, like he doesn't that like those are not actually his peers like he's hanging out with the wrong people yeah well that's why like in my head when you're like the people in this aren't his age i'm like well no he like does have a girl that he's interested in that's in his class no he's see and that's the thing he's not interested in her well she's interested in him right 
And it is because he is he has like both Mamimi and Haruko there. Yes. Right. Because those are like emotionally stunting to him. Like his like growing up is kind of realizing he can be a child and does not have to be an yes, adult. That's that's the whole point. And like that's yeah. one of the things Haruko says before she like flies off is like, oh yeah, no, you're just a kid, and then like leaves. <laughs> yeah, which I think is like a, a viable end of that. Is like, no, like you yeah. It is good for you to be chasing romance and at how this age the, yeah, among and how your peers. And <laughs> how the manga ends is her leaving, but being like, oh, yeah, like she leaves her scooter and is like, oh, yeah, come chase after me one day. And that's like, it's like this is just this is yeah, also weird. kind this of wrong. Weird. Like because like the anime does end with him like getting to be like a, a kid again. yeah. A, well, and like a more self-actualized kid, like one that maybe understands himself better now, but ultimately is still 12, you know? Yes. And because it is sort of like him, like, like I said, like realizing he has this disgust for adults that are yes. like not helping him become a better 12 year old and are, yeah. Like he's trying to like chase this maturity that, cause he's like trying to replace his brother and, yeah. uh, 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 and there are people around him encouraging that because of Mimi. Yeah. being there which is like its own weird thing you know so it yeah i i think the anime works but i can understand how like haruko the, ending the, that with like kissing him and being like chase me when you're like a man is like not actually the takeaway it's like yeah. be and a child so, you are 12 yeah, it, it put a bad taste in my mouth reading it but then i saw they released the trailer for fully coolly shoegaze the second half of this um, new season if you can call it that um and that's just straight up a uh sequel to alternative and i'm like okay no great cool the alternative was the one that didn't have these issues and i was like really into regardless and this is just going to do like more of the same thing with i think either high school or college age kids i'm like cool great everybody's consenting results are having fun here <laughs> it's like so i don't know i'm excited for that fully coolly grunge is kind of just dropping the ball hard i'm gonna like it's only three episodes so i'm gonna finish the last episode and just like move on <laughs> be done with it it's yeah. just like there are there are moments that are like decent but like other than that it's just like as a whole just like it's fine it's just but anyways cody that's perfect timing it is time to get on with the show oh yes i have a dice to roll so today we are Final, well, not finally. We are. <laughs> I say finally because it's been a bit, but not in the release order. Today we are reading stories, and the prompt was um, the first line has to be, um, and I quote, because I did just use it as my first line. First line: Look, someone has to say it. The ship is sinking. Yep. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> I was worried that I might misword it. Oh, um, but yeah. So yeah, the first line is look. Someone has to say it. The ship is sinking. And yeah, we both wrote stories with that same prompt. And I'm excited to see where you go because your last story was very good. I'm I'm concerned that we're going to write the exact same story, I will say. More than more than ever, I am very concerned we are about to write uh, identical stories. So like, stories. oh, dang it. Okay. Um, I rolled an eight. I rolled a nine. <laughs> that's fun that's fun okay honestly i was I don't, like oh like, i'm I used, going second this time like nope nine yeah i used to really mind going second and be like uh because i just like want to get it out of the way but now it's like i kind of just like having like a like a just hang out and listen to a podcast and then i do a podcast and then we hit the show <laughs> um so. so i'm 
struggling with a convention in my writing, and I will say this up front, that typically what I do is I don't say the, like, he says, he sneered. Like, I just use different voices. Um, I sort of want to break that habit, but also don't want to read the I saids, because I think it's clumsy to read those. Anyways, that's a way of saying I might stumble some parts here. But anyways, you know. That's fine. I mean, as always, I'm going to either, like, if it's, like, a lot, I'm going to make fun of you. If it's very subtle, I'm just going to stay silent and just cut it out in post. I will say this is also a funny tangent that isn't necessarily related. I tried to write this in, like, limited third person, and I hate third person and okay, just so we might have been like very okay you've switched it first as i say we are very close because yeah. this is like the first time in a while that i've done third person so i hate it oh it's so bad um it can be fine i think like because i wanted to not just do another first person that's like very introspective character who's like thinking as he's speaking just do like um third person like have him say these things out loud and like i was really working on that that's why i did third <laughs> I should I should I should do that same challenge for myself. But I I was like in it and then was just like frick no. I'm just I don't feel like having this I don't feel like ice skating up this hill, you know what I mean? Did you get what that's from? You'd rather be running up that hill. Anyways, what? No, it's from Blade. It's like a solid Wesley Snipes line. (laughs) Does he say I dude, it's been so long since I saw original Blade. It's been I do not remember a specific Wesley Snipes line out of original Blade. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's one of them. I love I think I've seen Blade Trinity more than I've seen original Blade. (laughs) Why? Because it was always on TV. Or no, no, what's the second one? Because that's the one I've seen a lot. I think it's Blade 2. Is it just Blade 2? I think so because I think Trinity is the third one, right? Yeah, tri- uh, yes, obviously. Yeah, no, it was just Blade Two. So I, yeah, I've seen Blade Two a lot. It's Blade, Blader, Bladest. I believe Trinity is the one with no, no, no. Yeah, Trinity's one with Ryan Reynolds, and then um, Norman Reedus is the one who's in Blade Two. Daryl from Walking Dead. Wow, he's he's older Versatile. than he looks. Very. Okay, anyways, also, The Walking Dead is older than I think it is now, which is its own thing. Yeah, it's like, to myself. I think, what, 10 years now? 10 or 12 years? Yeah. All right. Ugh. Okay. Got my Diet Coke. I'm probably going to have to take some breaks. So, you know. Look, someone's going to say it. The ship is sinking. I said to the room of dandy officers around me, Mr. Gibbon, that will be quite enough. Get off my bridge or I will have you in the brig for the remainder of the journey. The captain drawled in a bored voice. Sir, please, I know it ain't no fun to look at this stuff, but we're more holes than we are whole at this point. The solar steamers are brushing cherry red and we're spitting chalk. We're down two bilge screws, and the two we got left are fixing to turn to ghosty any time. I had to convince the captain of this or it would mean death for the rest of us. Mr. Gibbons, so long as there is a fire in my heart and a wit between my ears, I shall not give up our quest. Each dawn is a new opportunity for us to die in valor. This is our noble calling as sailors of her undying majesty... As sailors under her undying majesty's banner. Now step to and gather the sun into our solar boilers. Sir, I'm telling you, we'll slap. Captain Sinclair removed his fine doeskin glove and slapped me across my face. My cheek burned as a scarlet bro- as scarlet bloomed across my cheek. 
it would have been better for him to just throw me in the brig. When the chief boiler officer mouths off to the captain, he gets the brig. It's a badge of honor. It means I'm sticking up for my lads, taking the lumps so they might get fair treatment. But a slap on the cheek is the mark of a coward, unless... Captain Hazard laid his hand on his jeweled saber. Do you accept my challenge, Mr. Gibbon? I felt my stomach go cold. There was no way I could face the captain in a duel. I barely ever used a saber. And besides, it was just a dull bit of metal on my belt meant to signify that I was an officer. It was useless, just for show. There was no way I could match the captain like this. He was 30 years younger than me and quicker than thinking. No, sir. Then you accept your shame, Mr. Gibbon? Yes, sir. You admit yourself a coward? Yes, sir. Will you question my command again? No, sir. Right. Then you shall bear the mark of shame on your cheek till it has time to heal. Hopefully by then you will learn to grow a spine as well as some respect. Aye, aye, sir. I turned clumsily and slumped out of the room onto the deck of the ship. Everyone on the deck just stared. Marines cleaning their burner guns, the men's polishing the mirrors, even the young boys swabbing the deck all looked at me, mouths open. In my ill-fitting uniform and my red bruised cheek, I limped off towards the boiler's underdeck. The boat rose and fell on the waves. We were sitting anchored much to the captain's fury, but we had to at least plug the largest holes before we could even, oh, before we could do much else. The sea swells were at least... 20 feet, making me feel like I was on some kind of bouncing giant. The deck was still in disarray. Melter balls and burner guns had torn us up. Some of the solar reflectors were smashed, now just glitter on the deck. There were no less than 15 dead men with tarps over them. The moon drinkers were a dangerous professional pirate outfit, armed to the teeth and thirsty for blood. They had certainly got a good bite of us. Damn, I'd spent my life in battles with ships, but I hated it every time. I loved how we poured the sun into our vessels, gathered the heat, and steamed across the ocean. But the death, the senseless death, still haunted me. I limped down below to the boiler's underchamber. With no sun in it, it looked like the glossy heart of a geode, every surface angled and polished to reflect as much light as possible into our boiler. Baz and the lads had already delivered our five dead to the sun god. When Baz saw me, he snapped to attention. He was the only one that ever did. Me being an officer was a joke to everyone, except Baz. All right, boys, clamp your jaws and bounce your buckets. Our boss man's got our jobs. Right, Mac? What's the news from above? Captain says we're to turn mirrors and pour in the sun. Full eight to the boilers. We are to make all speed possible and catch up to the moon drinkers. Now look, boys, I know we've been running on no sleep for 36 hours. The whole chamber in here is hotter than hell's ass. And... The last time we danced with the moon drinkers, we got turned into a piece of Swiss cheese. But we got our orders, so step to it. I want double shifts bucketing chill waters on so we can at least keep ourselves from melting down completely. Also, I want every crew boss to pick one of their smartest lads to work out some system other than our build screws for getting rid of water. Otherwise, we'll sink before tea time. Now, boys, make haste. We gotta save this boat from itself. Aye, you heard him, boys. Double rations and ale and all the ale you can handle. We are burning towards perdition, so I won't see you go hungry while you do. Baz shouted to the boiler chamber. The lads all leapt into motion. Mac, let's step into your quarters, Baz muttered under his breath. My quarters were 
private, but no more than a small sweaty closet just big enough for a hammock and a desk. What in all the hells is Hazard playing at, Mac? We're sinking. Don't I know it? And also, what did you say to him to earn that brand on your cheek? I thought the boys were going to swoon when they saw it. Their boss with a coward's brand. His teeth were gritted, and he had, and he was going pale with rage. I told him we were sinking, dead in the water, and that we couldn't keep going on. The bastard slapped me and told me to draw steel on him right there. And yeah, me, a man of 60 with not but one good arm who's never even touched a saber. <sighs> Savior, smite that bastard. He's 25. He's barely 25. And to treat you like that. <sighs> you know, Baz, I figured when they made me an officer and gave me this stupid saber that I could make a difference. I get we have a job to do, but there's no need for us to kill ourselves in some stupid chase. We lost five in that last scrape. I know. We live dangerous lives. And I know better than most the pain of injury at your post, but this is a fool's errand. But the captain's hell-bent on a noble sacrifice. He's an idiot. We made all haste in repairs, and then had to burn along our heading. Even in the midst of all of this mess, I loved seeing our ship burn. Pour in the sun! I shouted to the boys in the room. There was no better order. The lads all went to work, angling mirrors and focusing lenses gathering all of the light we could down into the belly of our ship. We pulled all, we all pulled on dark glassed goggles to keep our to keep from burning our eyeballs out. The boiler chamber was as close as a man could come to walking in heaven or on the sun. The pure light was beautiful and instantly boiled the water and breathed life into our ship as we raced across the waters. Around three hours later, I limped my way back into the captain's quarters to make my report. His spacious room was covered in unmarked maps, polished china, and the severed heads of several animals he conquered in a hunt, as he put it. Mr. Gibbon, make, you, make your report. I see that our boat has not sunk in spite of your coward's words. Well, sir, we are still taking on more water than I'm losing, but... One of our lads rigged up this system of buckets on a rope pulley and hooked it up to a little puffer motor. Clever lad. It's feeding out water as fast as we can. Yes, yes, that horrid, ugly-looking contraption on the side of Her Majesty's vessel. Well, yes, sir, but it's keeping us going at the moment, so... It's quite an eyesore. Please take it under advisement. We shall be the laughing stock of the Solar Navy, so its removal is your top priority. Sir, we can't. We'll sink. Are those cowards' words I'm hearing again? I suppose we could pull some of the lads bucketing chilled water into the boiler to maybe pretty it up a bit. There, now, good man. See, compliance is the oil for this machine, Mr. Gibbon, to put it in a way you might understand. Aye, sir. I'll be back to it then. Oh, Mr. Gibbon, one more thing. Your first boiler hand, what's his name again? Baz, sir. He's the finest man I got. He seems to know more about the solar boilers than me half the time. And the lads listen to him. Yes. The captain tossed a whip at my feet. Ten lashes for him. Sir, but why? He approved extra rations and ale for your... Lads, as you call them. I've been working the better part of two days non-stop. I will make this simple for you, Mr. Gibbon. Either your whip 
or my sword. Your choice for his punishment. He said this with more joy than I had ever seen him express before. Just do it, Mac. I can't, not in front of the lads. I don't like it any more than you do, but I would rather get lashes from a feeble old man than run through by hazard. I was almost in tears as I spoke. You keep that up and I might make it 11 lashes for disrespect. I think I could take it. My back has been itchy lately. But Mac, seriously though, you gotta make a good show of it, otherwise he might just kill me anyways. The feeling of tying Baz to the deck, ripping off his shirt, and beating him passed in a blur. Every step of the way, I knew I should stop. I knew this was wrong. The coward slap burned on my cheek, and I moved through all of it in a fog of shame. I felt like a lost lamb despite my 60 years. Baz was my hand-picked second-in-command, truly a genius, and loved by everyone on the boat. After it was done, Baz stood, saluted me, and walked back to the boiler underchamber, chin held high. I just stood there, bloody whip in my hand. All the other lads from the boilers just stared at me, in my ill-fitting uniform, with the saber at my side. They stared at me like they did any of the other command fools ordering us to our deaths. It took me three hours to get up the courage to make my way back down to the boiler chamber. When I did, Baz was standing in the middle of the bunch of the lads. They all looked more uncomfortable than me at this point. What's going on here? Y'all look like children whose hands was caught in the sugar jar. Look, Captain, we've been talking. Baz, if you've been making plans, I'm scared. Look, we ain't talking about mutiny here. I just want to start with that, all right? But you're a border officer. You're in the chain of command, technically just under the first mate. You can declare the captain unfit. Let the first mate take over. He's nothing special, but he's not suicidal. You can do it, Mac. Under his breath, Baz whispered to me, Look, Mac, worst case, you bring the captain down here. If we pour the light in, anyone that isn't wearing goggles will be blind and sunburnt. We could beat, we could take the boat, and after that, who knows? Maybe we steam back to Her Majesty, or maybe... That is mutiny. I'm only loyal to one person on this boat, and he might be a one-armed old man, but he's no fool. This is not my first choice, but I would as soon die defending the lads than I would for some mad captain on the fool's errand. It took pleading and begging. But I managed to get the captain to come down to survey the boiler room. I had to impress upon him that I needed his advice on how to prioritize the damage. Or how to prioritize which damage to repair. It took some stroking of his ego, but I got him down in the heart of the ship. All the same. The boiler chamber did look in a right state. We were still standing ankle deep in water, and there was cracked glass everywhere. And most of the mirrors were still out of whack. Captain, I like you for coming down here. First of all, I wanted you to see the state of the boilers. We're springing leaks, we're nearly melting down, and everything's shattered. I know you think me a coward, and maybe I am, but Captain, please look around. We'll be killing all of our crew, just to keep going. Give us a few days, we can get the shimp limping, maybe steam to a port, patch us up, and then we can keep going for the moon drinkers. Well, Mr. Gibbon, you seem fixed on spouting the teachings of a craven man. Let me demonstrate courage for a moment. Ship hands of the Undying Queen's Solar Navy, I ask sacrifice of you. 
I do ask you to face danger and stand your post. But know that in death, your life will finally have had some meaning. If you perish on a quest, at least you will have done so in glory. At least you will have had some small manner of a taste for life before your death. This is madness. We signed onto this boat for wage and rations. And so far we've been worked past death and beat for eating enough to keep us on our feet, shouted Baz. Mr. Gibbon, control your man or I will gun him down where he stands. Baz, the captain's right. That's not your place. Captain, this is madness. Me and the lads signed up for wage and rations. You worked them to death, you beat them for eating their fill and going above and beyond. I don't know all the formality of this, but Hazard, I declare you unfit. You're to step down and confine yourself to quarters. Your first mate can step in. Captain Hazard just stared. Like a spanked child, shame and rage all mixed up on his face. It turned a horrible shade of red. His first mate just blinked and looked away. Truly, the face of cowardice on this boat, really. The captain just stared at me. Then, quick as a viper, drew his burner pistol and shot Baz between the eyes. My first boiler hand was dead before he hit the ground. My whole world went cold. It felt unreal, even more unreal than when I had to whip Baz. I will hear no more of this mutiny. I will hear no more of retreat or failure. You will all return to your post or you will face execution. My lads looked ready to kill. They gripped tools, wrenches, and pry bars. They were ready to kill. The captain only had 10 men with him. There were more than 30 men working the boiler down here. My mind was racing. I just wanted to hide, to leave. I wanted to talk to Baz. Because this was about to be a bloodbath. There was a sharp metallic clang as I drew my saber and tossed it on the iron-grated floor. Azard, I resign my commission as officer. Now, lads, let's make good on his order. Pour in the sun! All at once, burning light poured into the room. The boilers hissed, and the captain and his men screamed as they were blinded by the focused solar heat. All the lads had their goggles down before the sun streamed in. They jumped all at once, clubbing and thumping the blind officers with their tools. By the time the, the shouting had died down and we doused the mirrors, the captain, his first mate, and a few others were dead. Well, someone's gotta say it. The ship's sinking. So step two, lads, and get us trued up. We gotta make full speed to the nearest port before we make the depths our permanent home. From the journal of the captain of the blind and lads, one of the sea's most infamous pirate crews. Okay, hopefully... This, it doesn't sound like completely jump, but I'm going to try to cut all that out for your sake. Because you can't just botch the last sentence of the it's, story. You can't I could botch say, the last I just sentence. I kept saying famous. Like, no, it's supposed to be infamous. This oh is the origin gosh. story of pirates. Yeah, I think, so you, you mentioned, okay, one, I like the story. I think it's good. I, I didn't think you were going to kill off that guy, but you did. And that kind of made me sad. Also, yeah, no, whipping scene, not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, the captain was supposed to suck, like he was yeah. supposed to be a bad person. Yeah, no, no I, I, I liked what you set up. But the thing I'll say, I think this is where we we, we differ. And this is why when world Sh like when we did normal world shop stuff, I did like super long worlds that because like, I think I can pack in all this detail into like so many pages but i think 
you for doing these stories if you're not doing a long form where you can like find breaks to do it you have to form the whole idea and make it like make sense and i can pack it details i could pack it like a um star but I, I i like it i like how much detail i like how like i think yeah i think you should add in more details here and there on certain things but i do like how much you're packing into these stories i like that your I do like that yours are a little bit longer. I don't think that's to your detriment at all. There was a chunk that I cut out because it was getting too long. Like the part where he's like, I talked to the captain and I had to plead with him to get him to come down. It's like that was a whole nother thing where yeah. he was having to figure out how to trick the captain down into the boiler room so that they could blind all of his men and beat him to death. Um that was like a whole thing that I was just like, gotta I gotta skip it. Like I'm I'm wait, I am I was, like, sitting there typing, and I'm like, what page am I on? Like, page nine. Like, <laughs> Like, that's too long. That's too long. Well, I, 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 I will say I don't mind it. I don't think anybody really minds having a longer story. I, I think that the way that you read and you do voices helps bring people into it a little more, and I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think you have an issue with writing longer stories, especially since mine have all been a little bit shorter i think what is this oh no this one's six pages never mind um i mean it's i don't disagree with you it is like i i do think that we have to like restrain art because it it's like when i kept chasing details in this one i was like this is going to turn into 20 pages and it can't be that much like i have to pare yeah. it down you know um i am struggling with focusing a story quickly a little bit um, especially because I put in as much dialogue as I do that like eats up pages as well. It's shorter to read though. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I think see that, And that's why I think it's fine because yeah, like a t your 10 pages of my like old 10 pages and world 10 pages were very different. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 yeah that's but, very but, true. No, I, I like that you read. I, I enjoyed it. I will say, I think we, you're like, Oh yeah. I think our stories are like so similar. Like, yeah. There's similarities like always, but like, I don't think there is. Well, cause it's like, I started on a sinking ship. And so then I was thinking about like, well, what's that going to be? I'm like, well, it would be like, you know, Scotty telling someone that the ship is sinking. And it's like, well, if that's the start of a story, everyone ignores it. And it's him like trying to save the ship, like yeah. doing anything he can do, you know, to save the ship. <clears throat> okay. I'm ready. Let's okay, do so, this. Yeah, so, so, so my story I mean, obviously they start the same way, but like, I, so I was thinking about doing a completely different story. I was thinking about going, um, sad boy route with this, um, because like using, oh, the ship is sinking as more of a figurative than a literal and being like, oh, like either a relationship or something that happens to people like, or a group of friends like that is sinking and like that. But I'm like, nah, let's just like do a little bit more fun and then I'll, I'll explain a little bit more after i finish because I, I i put some fun stuff in here mostly for myself but i i enjoy writing this one quite a bit actually well i'm uh i'm excited to hear about it okay um the the story is just called a sinking ship i like didn't like i haven't been doing really creative titles recently and i regret that i regret that okay anyways look someone has to say it the ship is sinking i know the simple fact that we are taking on water kind of gave that away, Beat snapped angrily at Winston. You don't have to get all mad. I thought I should say something because no one seems to be actually acknowledging this. You both just grabbed buckets as if that would help and started throwing water out the... Winston started to say before Beat threw a bucket at his head. Fortunately for him, her aim was terrible. The bucket ricocheted off the wall and landed not too far from her feet. 
Hey, come on. You don't have to be that way, Beat. It happens to everyone, Winston said defensively and a little hurt. Oh, yeah, it happens to everyone. That's why there are great tales of adventurers conquering the seas rather than an ocean of corpses. Beat said sarcastically, grabbing her bucket and continuing to remove the ever-increasing flood of water from the bottom of her ship. It was everything she had ever dreamed of, but now it was filling with water. Every gallon of water made her angrier. She was supposed to add her name to the list of legendary heroes, not immediately crash her ship within a year of adventuring. Instead of becoming great, she ended up with an incompetent crew that ran a hole through the hull because they somehow didn't understand the concept of looking out for rocks. What I am saying is that this isn't the end of your dreams. We should probably get to the lifeboats and skedaddle before we end up at the bottom of the- Shit! Seriously? Winston tried to say seconds before taking a bucket to the face. Say that again and I'll kill you. We are not jumping ship! Beat yelled, her bright green eyes filled with fire. What even is your plan here anyways? We are fighting against the ocean itself. What, we throw a bunch of water out the window and then drown? Why are we wasting energy? Winston yelled back, blood trickling down from his nose. He wore an angry expression on his usually dopey face. We are going to clear enough water until Dolph over there can plug the hole with some wood and seal it with wax. We sail till we get to land and then fix it up permanently. Also, this is all your fault because you thought it was a good idea to drag the ship, ship through rocks without checking the depths. You're a horrible navigator and a complete idiot. Beat grabbed the bucket and ready to throw it at Winston's head again. Though they had been friends since childhood, Beat wasn't afraid of committing acts of violence towards the lanky man. Doth, help me out here. Winston turned and yelled at the large, dark-skinned man who was quietly working in the corner. The man looked up for a second through his thick glasses and then back at the water filling the ship. Not my place to question the captain. I'll just build things, Doff said in a deep, gruff voice. You have to know this is absolutely insane and completely pointless, Winston yelled at Doff, then dodged another bucket to the head. Why are you always so negative? Beat yelled. I think what she's trying to express is that she doesn't want to abandon the ship. Even a pointless endeavor can have meaning, Doff said. Oh, so you think it is pointless too? Beat screamed and threw her bucket up into the air. Come on, let's go before it's too late. We can take everything we can, port somewhere, and build something new off of any other materials we find. It'll be a team building exercise, and it will make Doff happy too. Winston said, trying anything to calm Beat down and get out of the now ankle-deep water. You know what? Screw you both. I'm going upstairs, and I hope you drown. Beat snapped, trudged through water, and then stormed up the stairs to the main deck. Beat! Hey, Beat! Beatrice! Wait! Winston called after her. He looked at Doff for Beatrice. anything, and Doff shrugged casually. I'll keep going. You can go up there and apologize for wrecking the ship, Doff grunted. That's not what happened. Ugh, fine. You do whatever it is you do. I'll handle the emotional stuff since you don't understand what those are, Winston said, wiping away the blood from his nose and splashing through the water. I do have feelings, and that what you said there hurts, Doff said quietly to himself as he continued to try to clear the water out of the ship. Winston looked around the upper deck as if he didn't know exactly where Beat's thinking spot was. 
The sun was starting to set, sending red and purple streaks through the puffy clouds above them. It would have been a perfectly beautiful evening to look out at the waves if the ship wasn't sinking. Winston moved towards the front of the ship where Beat was sitting cross-legged on the figurehead staring out at the ocean. That spot was Beat's pride and joy as she designed the figurehead herself and Doff carved it. Winston did his best to make his presence known. Unfortunately, the short blonde woman didn't even look, didn't even turn to look at him. He sighed as he didn't know how to get through to someone who was so self-serious. I am sorry all of this is happening. We simply can't stay here, you know? He said sincerely. Beat turned her head, and the light reflected off her sparkling pin in her tricorner hat and into his eyes. It was helpful because he could not see what he imagined was an intense grimace across her face. You broke my ship, she hissed. Well, what do you think was going to happen? He said, trying his best not to raise his voice. You are right. I am a shit navigator. Not going to lie, we all suck at this. Duff is only good at building things. You know how to sail, but honestly can't stand up to the ocean. And, and, and I can't navigate or cook. And I have to look at my translation guide every time you name a part of the ship. We weren't cut out for this. Beat moved her head and Winston could finally see her face. It wasn't an angry grimace, but a look of sadness that held back tears. You know, you know this is my dream, right? She said, whipping her head back towards the front of the ship. Look how beautiful it is out there. There's a whole world that we have yet to see. A whole world that isn't just a tiny island with one dock and closed-minded adults. Yeah, I know it was your... It is my dream, Winnie, Beat corrected. Sorry, is your dream. I know you have been thinking of this every day and every night for over 20 years now, ever since that man with the dark hair and big brown eyes came to the island spreading tales of adventures and treasure, Winston said. That being said, we have to be realistic. Maybe we started too big. We should have, I don't know, worked on sailing more before going to the ocean. Why start small? The world is out there. Haven't I waited enough? Beat said, fully turning around towards Winston. Her face was soaked with tears that she wiped off with the sleeve of her comically large captain's coat. Why should dreams have to wait? I was trapped. If I stayed there any longer, I would have died, Winnie. You don't have to be so dramatic, Beat, he said with a shrug. I do. Are you blind or stupid? She snapped back. According to you, both, he said back with an eye roll. Okay, yes. Who the hell steers directly into a rock? Beat said, pushing him a little. He couldn't tell if it was playful or angry. Gonna be honest with you here, Beat. I have no clue what I am doing, he said, pushing her shoulder back, trying to be playful. She forced a slight smile. I can tell, but we had to start somewhere, so why not here? She said, motioning her hand to the boat. Because there's got to be a time when we are realistic. This isn't realistic, he said, also motioning towards the ship. It would take a whole crew to run this thing. You have me and Doff. It's not my fault Doff doesn't know how not to overbuild things. I gave him plans for a three-person ship. We cut the materials, and then suddenly this happened, she said, almost laughing. God, he's so talented, but he constantly overdoes it, Winston laughed. Speaking of... We should probably tell him to stop messing with the water so we can get out of here. No, absolutely not, 
beat Snap back again. Winston had almost won her over, and then he messed it up again. Why not? He shouted. I am not abandoning my dream, Beat shouted back. Why are you so stubborn? Would you give up art if I told you we couldn't find any more paper? Of course not. I will find a way to make it work. Of course you would, Beat said, finishing his sentence. This is not the same thing. We are in danger here, Winston said, throwing up his hands. We can fix your mistake, she screamed and turned around to the ocean. Why are you so adamant about this? It's one ship. Leaving here doesn't mean your dream is over. We are all amateurs. We mess up, we start over, and get better. We might have to spend the next few years trying to figure out how to be a crew. Hell, we might even need more people. Why do we have to complete your dream right this very second? Why do you constantly have to throw all caution to the wind and run headfirst into things? This is one part of it. What happens when we come to one of those treasure islands that dude told you about? You rush in and step on a trap and then boom, it's all over. Hell, we don't even know if any of that stuff is even real. All those sailors who came to our island are probably exaggerating made up myths. These legendary sailors you've heard are probably word of mouth stories that were spread until they no longer resembled the truth. Winston kind of lost his mind, and when he realized he was yelling at his childhood friend, he finally stopped and waited for her to respond. She kept facing forward at the ocean and didn't say a word. Look, I am sorry, but you need to listen to me. We should do what we are good at and get off the sinking ship to find a better path forward. Are you deaf or stupid? She said after what felt like an eternity. She didn't give him a chance to answer before saying, my whole life, I was trapped on that shitty island. My whole life, I was told I had to follow some rule book for little girls to grow up into subservient women. Did you not hear me when I said if I stayed on that island, I would have died? I'm not being dramatic. I needed to get away and start my own life. A life away from adults who tried to force me into a mold I hated. They wanted me to marry Jariah. Either he would have beat me to death or I would have... Either way, you weren't listening to anything those travelers said, were you? Winston started to speak up and couldn't because Beat kept trudging forward. All their stories were the same. It wasn't that one guy who talked about her. They all talked about her. The queen of the ocean. The maiden with fire red hair and emerald eyes. She started from nothing. She had a dream and she followed it. No matter who told her it was wrong. Pirates, oppressive men, no one could tell her differently. She even got blown up and still continued her dream. You can say whatever you want about me. That's not going to change a thing. I idolized her. I wanted, no, I want to be like her. I want to change the entire world till they are telling tales of my adventures to young girls on tiny islands who the elders want to marry old women hating abusers. I want others to find their own adventures. So I can't give up here. Beat paused for a second while still facing forward. Winston could hear the sniffles between sentences and assumed she wanted to save face by not facing him. Beat, you have to face reality. We are taking on water, Winston said quietly. And? We will fix it and keep going even if we have to sail to the next island with five feet of water. You messed up, though the hole wasn't that big, honestly. Come on, be if you want to go, get on a lifeboat and go. I won't stop you. I'm tired of your constant negativity. B 
Beat didn't snap. She said her bit quietly and carefully. That frightened Winston. Beat wasn't running on rage anymore. She was in fact thinking clearly. He didn't want to hurt his friend, and he definitely didn't want her to get hurt. I am sorry I can be so negative. I guess I'm a little scared. I wanted to get off that island too, though it wouldn't have been the end of the world if I stayed. The stakes weren't high for me, so when we first started this all, I thought it would be a small project and we would go back to our everyday life. In the end, I wasn't expecting you guys to actually build a boat. I guess I knew what your dream was, but didn't know how important it was to you, Winston said, turning around and leaning on the ship next to where Beat sat. This is my everything. I'm not going to let it go. If we get off now, we will end up on some island, and that will be our new home. I can feel it. I know it would be better to stay here and sink to the bottom of the ocean rather than leave and possibly get trapped on another dead-end island. I want to learn as we go, get good at this. I don't think the red-haired queen started out perfect either. I want to fight for this until we get where I want, she said, moving her hands to wipe her face off again. It wouldn't be the end of the adventure, Beat. Just a pit stop, he said. He understood where she was coming from, but for him the urgency wasn't there. He wanted to understand his friend and do what was best even though the situation was dangerous. Do you really think once you got off the ride you would get back on? Beat said quietly. I don't know. I do want to continue the adventure, just not like this, he said back staring at the darkening sky. Don't you have a dream you can't let go of, Winnie? Nothing as intense as this. Honestly, I could take it or leave it. Since we were going on an adventure, I wanted to keep going with my art and draw something from every corner of this world. In the long run, though, it never mattered as much to me. I guess I thought I would support your dream instead, and the rest will follow, Winston said with a shrug. Beat turned to look at him, her eyes dry but now an irritated swollen red. That's not true. Back on the island, you were a fisherman's apprentice. You hated fishing. Instead, you wanted to draw. It wasn't some side dream. It was something you fought with your parents day and night. When we came to you and showed you the finished ship, you were ready to go and leave everything behind. I saw it in your eyes. The freedom to follow what you wanted rather than listen to someone else excited you. I think you started to give up when you realized how hard this was, she said intensely, placing her hands on his shoulder. Maybe, Winston said, starting to remember the feeling from back then. It was oppressive living on that island. Then again, he had already accepted his fate. He would work as a fisherman, marry who his parents picked, and work till the day he died. In a way, Beat and Dolph set him free. A bit of him felt like he owed it to her to keep going. Then if you want to support my dream, support my dream. We can all support each other. It gets easier if we are all on the same page. You can draw the world, I can become a legend, and Dolph can build his masterpiece. Masterpiece, Beat said passionately. Winston thought about it hard, remaining silent while his brain raced through as many scenarios as possible. Fine. I guess I can stay a bit longer, he relented. He knew there was no way he could abandon his friends. Just promise me you'll be a little bit easier on me and maybe stop throwing stuff at my head. Before he got all of his words out, B pulled him into a hug from her sitting position. Thanks! I can do that! She let him go and then looked him in the eyes. I'm sorry for screaming at you and busting your nose. I'll get over it eventually, Winston said coyly. 
Perfect. Now let's get down there and fix that hole before we all die. B cheered. No need. Hole's fixed. Dolph said in his usual monotone as he was coming up from below deck. Beat sat up and launched herself at him. He caught her, spun her around before carefully setting her down on deck. She gave him a tight hug. You are an absolute angel, Beat said cheerfully. Dolph smiled, which was rare. Winston swore he saw the man blush. How do you manage that, much less by yourself? Winston said with utter shock. Got some of the spare wood that was still dry and that thick rubber we bought and nailed it down. Had to hold my breath for a bit and will definitely need some medicine for the salt water that got in my eyes, but I got the job done. So we're golden? Beat said, looking up at the man who stood at least three heads above her. It will, it will work for now. We have to clear the water and make sure it is sealed with wax. It's not the safest, so I say we try to sail through the night so we can get to an island and pull, and pull it up for some repairs, Duff said matter-of-factly. Utterly amazing, Winston said with a shock. What can I say? I'm good at what I do, Duff said. Though he didn't show much emotion, the other two could tell he was proud of himself. I guess the show goes on, huh? Winston said with a smile. Yes, of course. Only this time, I am navigating till I teach you how, Beat said, then headed up to the helm. Fair, honestly, that's really fair, Winston said with a slight laugh. Guess I'll go cook some dinner? <sighs> Another night of burnt fish, Dolph laughed. Men, to your stations. Dolph, release the sails. Winston, don't, don't touch anything. Tonight, we sail to the future. And that's the end of my story. Okay, I like how you were like, hey, you know, like your story, that was like pretty hard when a guy got whipped and then died. Yeah. And then you're like, anyways, this person was going to basically get stuck in an abusive, like near deadly marriage. Like, yeah, my story was grim. Sure. <laughs> it's not grim anymore. Um, so I will say the thing that like I was happy about with this, um, I mean, you probably caught on it. You maybe not because it's been a while, but I did tie this to another story. Our first long form story, the one with the um, quote unquote maiden of Emery where they were in the breath and they were sailing ships, the red hair chick Magda and the dude Salmon. I, w I wondered, I, I was honestly sitting here going like, is that just, just you have a type that you write? Or, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so um, the yeah, the red haired woman, the queen of the sea, was supposed to be Magda, and then the dude who t like came to the island when she was a kid and told all the stories was supposed to be Salmon, because at the end of oh, that story, he had, like Salmon had fun. gotten up and like went off on his own adventure, and like just this is like oh he made stops along the way and like spread the stories. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. I I, I kind of I picked up on. I didn't know that it was explicitly supposed to be. Magna or Mag Magda? Magda? Like Magdalene. Magda. I didn't know it was supposed to be explicitly her, but I uh, I picked up yeah, on that. Yeah, that I constantly have red hair women with green eyes. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was your thing. It's, you it's know? not. It's, I, I, I like the, it's a very striking character for a hero character. So I, I, I that's that's why I go for that. Makes sense. But yeah, no, I, I wanted to tie it to that because like that that'd be kind of that'd be kind of fun. And so I so I did. And I really enjoyed writing this because, you know, I really liked sailing adventures and open seas and pirates and all that and like the idea like right like, yeah this whole thing was like a sinking ship but i like wanted to still like have 
a lightheartedness to it. And yes, I know I did get heavy with like, oh yeah, if I stayed on this island, I would have died <laughs> from an abusive relationship. Yeah, I'd be straight up dead. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I don't, I don't know. I wanted to be like, okay, so I left this all behind to do something that could also potentially kill me, but like was a, an adventure that like we're going to learn as we go. And like, I have yeah. an idea, like potentially maybe one day continue like more of like again kind of like what i did with the um monster story like tying it in with like a like a already done D D like idea like also doing this like oh yeah like maybe the next story is like far in the future of these characters but it's still these characters in this world maybe they have more crew but i don't know i, I just really liked the characters like i said during this i really like the nickname beat for a beatrice <laughs> beatrice no, it's a it's a good name. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, no, I, I, I well, I and it was funny because when when it started, I was like, and you started describing it, I was like, is this just like three idiots on a boat made out of plywood? And then you kept going, I'm like, oh no, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's three idiots on a boat. It's not made out of plywood, but it is three idiots on a boat. <laughs> like, that's kind of the style that I like, where it's just like, yeah, they are kind of all incompetent. <laughs> but that's like the point. It's like a learning adventure. It'd be like, you know, it's a long form story. Where yeah, every no, time I get you. Figure it out. But yeah, no, I... I Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not yawning at you. I slept badly. By you the way. always sleep badly. I'm not surprised. You don't have to explain why you're yawning. I have been sleeping really well lately. That's good. And then Actually, I, I that's, that's legitimately good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. But yeah, no, it's been much better. I'm I'm glad to hear it. But yeah, no, that was my story. I really enjoyed this prompt. I know I was just like, oh, yeah, not, this is yeah, fun. That, that was this a very fun. fun prompt. You need to put more fun ones on the list because we got all most of the ones left on the list are mine. <laughs> But anyways, Cody. It's, I think I like two wizards arguing about something. I think that's a good yeah. one. Um, but anyways, Cody, let's pick the next one. We're going to pick two because we do like, you know, mini Let's hiatuses. just each pick one. Okay, sure. You know, that works. Oh, like, so, so no, we're not even going to pick three and do the choose. We're like, that is the day. No, 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 no. We'll pick. just. Oh, God. Yeah, we're just each do two. And whoever picks first, that's the next one that we're doing. Oh, I mean. No, that's not how that's going to work. I think we should roll for initiative. Yeah. Again. Okay, that works. Yeah. I'll roll for initiative. I rolled a 10. I rolled an 11. Oh, so the okay. opposite Great. of what happened. You pick earlier. first. Um, I mean, we can both pick, but mine's the one that we will be doing first. Yes. No, I want you to pick so then I can pick something different. You're obviously going Unless to pick something different. Pick We're not going to pick the same thing. We might. Okay. You don't know. I just don't like. You know, I don't like <laughs> making decisions first. I don't. It's just me. Then why did you introduce the concept of a dice? <laughs> you didn't have. Okay. That was your um, idea. You could have just let me shush, pick. Shush. I think I might do characters after a uh, before or after a funeral. Okay. Uh, next one after that is going to be thief and cop. Okay. Cool. I was thinking about that one earlier, but I had a feeling you were going to pick that or the wizard one. So I'm just like, I'm not going to even. Uh, no, it was either going to be that or creepy pasta, but I kind of already did a horror thing, like two horror things actually somewhat recently. So I'm like, I'm good to not for a hot second do horror. Yeah, we're going to do so we're going to do a sad one and then we're going to do a potentially fun one. I don't think my funeral one's going to be sad. It's going to be weird. I kind of I, I, I have don't have a right thought. Now. We'll see. That's that's why I'm like, it could potentially be real sad. 
because it's before or after. So. I'm not going to tell you my idea, but oh, I, I oh should I just get like super heavy with the next episode? Because we did like two fun ones in a row. Should I just get like extremely heavy <laughs> for no reason? You know what? I want you to, and then I'm going to be way critical, so that way it's like really a personal attack. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I should actually do just tell the story of when I went to a funeral recently, and then you'll feel bad for being mean to me <laughs> about a personal experience. No, I'm. I think you would. It's going to be like, you know, you could have really tightened up. The I was going to say, I think here, you wouldn't you know? feel really bad if you like basically made fun of me for telling a personal story. I think you'd feel real awful. <laughs> like, I think I probably should. I don't know that I would. I, I feel, but like, I definitely you, I feel should. like you have more of a soul that you give yourself credit for. Any, which is, that's not true. It's possible. Not true, actually, that's not true at all. But I'll, I'll never admit okay, it. Um, so <laughs> I think, you, well, this is for off show. Anyways. So, Cody, now that we picked, we're doing a funeral. Oh, sorry. Characters before or after a funeral. And then um, a thief and a cop the following week that we yep. record. Um, but, Cody, what are some plugs? You can check me out. Yes. At the Wandering Gamer Network <laughs> podcast. I do have green eyes. Every time we introduce oh, a character with green, green eyes. eyes I always like, thought your eyes were blue. I have beautiful green eyes. I haven't seen you in person for over a year. <laughs> Actually, over two I, years. I have very point. unambiguously <laughs> green eyes. So does my brother, and my parents both have blue eyes. I, so. I will have uh, to look you in the eyes anyways. next time. I don't. I have not seen you in over two years. Well, no, I saw you last year for when you came to. Denver. I think it, it it is sort of hard to tell. I think on me because I'm like looking in my mirror because like I did not know this about myself until I like looked at pictures. But I like don't open my eyes very much. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, like if I, s- if oh, if I smile, yeah, if yes, my yes, eyes Cody, close. Yes, I have, I have called you out for this before. Well, I, I said and you have a even at smile normal. You close your eyes. You I smile. do not yeah. have like very. I don't show a lot of my eye with just like my yeah. yeah static I, I know. Face. I know exactly like, I what you're talking my about. Eyes like, yeah, you. I I made a joke about it before. You have a very pained smile. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't, because I can see when I smile, but I look like my eyes are closed, you know? Yeah, so um, I'm looking at a picture and still can't tell. I look like a droopy dog under normal circumstances, and then it just gets more droopy when no, I smile. Don't look, but hey, anyways, buddy, don't look like a droopy dog. You just squint when you smile. I have like droopy eyes. You know what I mean? Anyways, no, it doesn't you, matter. I think you're, now you're just being critical. It's kind of making me sad because I disagree 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike the okay, way my I, face I, looks. I, 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 just, I, I super disagree with your um, criticisms on your face. Anyways, my plugs. I my just, plugs. We, like, can't, we cannot do this. My plugs. So um, you can catch me out at um, twitch.tv forward slash something against zero zero in which I do an anime talk show with my dear friend Will who has been on the show before. Um, and then you can also – we're going to be starting um we belong plays is what we're going to be calling it where we do stream a um jrpg and just hang out and talk so we'll be streaming persona 4 golden is what we're going to be streaming the other two choices were final fantasy 6 and um chrono trigger all games that neither of us play but we're doing persona first and it will be a lot of fun 60 hours of anime school drama um and then you can check out my other podcast the side characters podcast where we talk about diversity and nerd culture that's all i got thank you guys for listening and we will catch you all at the flip side and the very next game face it's the same face bye bye